So, I mean, in, in a nutshell, that's kind of what this class is about, is about moments like that, individually and collectively. So I would love to hear some of your stories from the past week. Did, did anybody manage to give all seven days? Because I did not. <laughs> so, okay, so good. So tell me, tell me your stories, whether, you know, whether you did it one day or seven days, what, what did you encounter as you started looking for places to give every day? Well, I'll start with the awkward exchange where I had to ask Fred for change. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't have my denomination in my pocket, but I had a 20 and it's my numbers less than that. Yeah. But then Monday was easy, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday I was traveling. And uh, I guess, you know, in, in tipping a, uh, you know, a housekeeper at your hotel or uh, one of the people handling your bags, it used to be a lost art. I was the only one around me that seemed to be doing that. But I, so I, I tipped my, uh, you know, the, kind of the guy helping the, the luggage into the van on, on uh, Tuesday and my housekeeper Wednesday and the guy helping, you know, the next stage on on uh, on Thursday and then Friday I was back back here and I you know, ran into somebody at an intersection and then yesterday I didn't see anybody at any intersections it was hot it's getting hotter you know so, um, they were uh, chilling somewhere I guess but uh, but last night I, I said hmm. I had your experience I was getting late it's like I hadn't given yet so I said okay I'll look for birthdays on Facebook yep. and it was a birthday fundraiser so there you go. I, I, I actually, yeah, I, I, I managed to give six days, and, I, and the day that I didn't, I actually thought about it about 10 o'clock, and then it just was gone, and, and I woke up the next morning and was like, oh, I forgot. Um, almost happened again, um, I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday, um, and, and it, was, it was actually 12.27. Uh, a.m. because I was coming back from uh, something at CMA Music Festival and realized that the day had actually ended, but but I hadn't gone to sleep yet, so I was still going to count it. As the, and and I hit up. Uh, I, I had a friend. I remembered that a friend had been doing a fundraiser for a Facebook fundraiser for Autism Speaks, and so I just real quick did that because I I'm set up for Facebook fundraisers from the last time. That um, that I did this when I, I I blogged a friend of mine blogged for an entire year about giving ten dollars a day, um, and I was so jealous that she had come up with that idea and I hadn't that I took over the blog in the second year, and so that's when I set up all of my Facebook fundraisers. So it's very easy for me to just hit give you know give money and go on. Um, so that's that's what I did one day. How does it feel to be a big tipper? Yeah, it feels neat. <laughs> Rolling a dough here. I'm not used to carrying cash for the first, you know, first off. Yeah. I wasn't giving away a substantial amount, but it just seems to, it just, it's neat to just kind of work it in your lifestyle. It's like, you know, could, I'm a, you know, I'm a giver, you know. Yeah. So if I could just comment on that, one of my uh, favorite moments this week is if you go to fast food places, they, they rarely get tips. And I did Wendy's drive-through. The guy, you know, painstakingly counted out my, my change, and I took it, and I gave him a $10 bill, and he went, 
Wow. I mean, it just, he absolutely froze. I guess it doesn't happen. And some of the, some of the fast foods, I, my, my first job was at McDonald's. And McDonald's does not allow tipping. And, and, and I, I don't know about, I don't know about many others, but... Um, that's, a good, that's a good point, because you need to be, because that could get someone fired. Right. I hadn't thought about that. He's but, drawing unemployment now, Fred, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I will has say... Changed with, has that changed with pandemic? Because, I mean... I it, it, it varies from company to company. He accepted so, it. He didn't, he didn't you know, back away from yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so and, and so I, 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 I can't tell you about Wendy's. Check that yeah. But I know, I know McDonald's doesn't. I'm almost certain they still don't. And, and I did not know for years... Um, because they don't make it easy. Um, Sonic car hops work for tips. I mean, they get like that minimum amount. Um, and so Sonic, Sonic is one of those places now that on the rare occasion, we used to go to Sonic all the time. I never knew. So anytime I go to Sonic, I feel like I'm making up for lost time. But yeah, because, because they're all, yeah, yes, exactly, yes. Sonic reparations because they're, because those car hops make right. next to nothing unless you tip them. So if you're if you're looking to tip fast food, eat at Sonic because nobody knows that. You were no, I just oh. thought with the pandemic, I, I oh, okay. there's been more yeah. for yes, and 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 so the, yeah, and and that's one of the things that we talked about last week is that it is it is a lot easier to do this uh, in some ways now because everybody's making a point of putting that little tip thing there and so just that's a that's a good way to remember to do this um last sunday when we went out to eat this young man helped move some tables for us that were very heavy yeah and friend brought up the idea of us giving an extra tip he got some extra money yeah and we walked away so we couldn't see what the expression was but that was good yeah yeah, and that's that that that's a big part of this class. The the the, the idea that this is actually kind of fun. Um, so what? Yes. May I share a story? Real, Absolutely. Real quick that ties in with this. This is many years ago. My father-in-law. Uh, we were at some beachfront place. Went to a nice seafood restaurant, and uh, it was obviously the servers. Maybe her first night, or one of the first nights. And, and she was struggling um, to the point of tears. You know, the manager had to come out and help her and stuff. And I remember when we left, I saw my father-in-law over uh, talking to this the waitress, and I asked Joan, my wife, I said, what, well, what's he doing? And she said, oh, he's giving her a big tip, giving her a bigger tip and speaking to her. I get choked up by it. But obviously it wasn't because of service, the quality of service. He knew she needed that. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess my message is I learned a lot. I thought I want to be like that. So service may not be great. It's great tip for great service, but even if you see that person is struggling to do a good job, then that's that showed me that's also tip worthy as well. Yeah, it, it does something that the money, the money's there, but it's doing something that that money itself cannot right. Cannot do. Kind of like the 
kind of a humorous story about that too. Um, our son-in-law works at Starbucks and he was working at the window one time and people would start saying, I'm paying for the car behind me. And he's just like, oh, that's awesome. But then the next person would say, I'm paying for the car behind me. He said, it gets confusing. He said, eventually, I don't even know like who paid for what. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but our son, our son is also a server in, um, in a Vietnamese restaurant in Atlanta. And he tells us stories of people that come in and they are terrible and then they leave nothing. Yeah. They leave no tip. And it makes him so upset because he's like, what did I do wrong, you know? And then it, it, it's, it's, it's a hard job. That serving is hard. Yeah. And as a teacher, I taught third grade and this little boy came up to me the last day of school. He goes, my mom said that you to give you this and it was a $20 bill. I said, what? He said, she said you'd appreciate it. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know if I should take this, but I went, eh, <laughs> in my pocket. So I, I bet the person at McDonald's was fine with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes that really feels good just to get it. Yeah. yeah. It's easy, you know, it's nice to get a candle or a mug. They're very nice, but that $20 was really nice. <laughs> And you mentioned the, the pay it forward, and I've heard so many stories about those pay it forward chains. And, and if you, have you ever done the math of that? It's like 10 bucks. Because after that first person, nobody else is giving more than they expected to. It just keeps on going until somebody finally goes, great, I'll take so that. Doesn't, so does the restaurant lose out? Like, no, no. Nobody, but that's the thing. Nobody loses out. It doesn't really cost anybody any money. It's that first person that ends up paying. They don't pay for everybody, but everybody gets that, oh, somebody did something nice for me, and it may go but on for still, hours. Still yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't actually cost Anybody, anything right. different? It was ten decisions to give because just because yeah. I got ten doesn't mean I, as a finance person, you don't want to think this way. Yeah. Oh, I got ten for free, then I can give away ten. No, it's two different decisions. Yeah. Right. Yep. So in that case, though, there were ten good decisions. Yes. Decision. Yes, there were there were there were ten oh. good yes there were ten oh. good decisions, but very little money involved at the end of the day. I mean, there was a lot of money involved, but. Very little extra money involved at the end of the day, um, and also it's to an your accounting nightmare. Though. It is, it is, it is, it is an accounting nightmare. But that's what they get for not unionizing. So, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and you mentioned tipping, and and I, I have a section planned on tipping, um, but we may end up hitting most of it today. You do know the worst time for tipping. Um, in the serving industry, don't you? Sunday lunch. Because all the Christians show up. Yep. Really. Yeah, ask, 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 any, ask anybody you know that has spent significant time in the serving Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we do not have a good reputation. So, um, and of course, then I tell everybody that we give collectively, and so we all leave and tip regularly on Sundays if we go out to. Um, but, but I will tell you, this is not a tipping story, um, and it's not really even directly related to the class, but it feels like it is. And, and it is, it is, this happened right after class 
last week, we, um, we go to lunch, or we, we go out to eat a lot, because we're, we're empty nesters now and we're enjoying it, so we just, you know, so we, I can't remember the last time we did a real grocery <laughs> shop. And there is, there is an ice cream shop on Nolensville Road out by 440 that has become our favorite dessert stop. It's called Bee's Ice Cream. And B B E A B no B E E apostrophe S, um, but it's in in this this same space. Half of the half of the room is a little place called Frida's, and the other half is the ice cream. And it's like and, and it's um, it's it's a, it's a, I guess a family, but it's it's Mexican ice cream, uh, a Huacan from so southern Mexico, and it's like. 40 flavors, I, and half of them, I have no idea what they taste like. About half of those, I don't even know what they are, right? Because they're, they're like fruits or there's some kind of thing that they have that I've never heard of. Um, so I'm just, I'm in heaven because my favorite flavor of ice cream is the one I haven't tried yet. Um, and so I just go in and I'm completely overwhelmed and, you know, had guava and scoops of guava and tequila one day, which worked together surprisingly well. Um, anyway, so we went and had lunch, and we're did eating you at the... tequila in a I did. Oh, I, <laughs> you, haven't, you, haven't been to, you haven't been to my Sunday school classes before. We, we, we've had much worse words pop up in my Sunday school classes. <laughs> you should have been to the social media one. Um, but so we went, we went to Frida's, the, and we were eating Oaxacan Mexican food, which is a little bit different from northern Mexican, which is most of what we get. And as we are finishing, this young woman at... The booth next to us comes up to us, never seen her before other than we saw her in the booth, and she says, I have something, and I love this so much, and I wanted, I, I want you to try it. And she had a cup of toasted grasshoppers. I think they're called chapulines. And... The weird thing was, one of my best friends that I love to go and eat with had posted a picture of the Chapulines as his appetizer three days before on Facebook, and I hadn't realized that he had been at Frida's. And I was like, this is where he got them. This is my, I, I said, a friend of mine posted these. He was eating, had no idea where it was. It was here. And so I tried one. Um, and it, they're, they're like toasted in garlic and a little bit of chili and salt. It's just, it's basically crunch and that's it. Apparently very high in protein, but they're very popular in southern Mexico. And... Um, they remove anything? Oh no, I mean, a little bitty. They're just like, you know. Um, I mean, they got, the, they got the legs, but you don't know. It's, it's not like, they're, they're not like cave crickets. They're just little tiny things. Um, eventually, Nancy got over the idea and she, she tried one, which made this young woman very happy. But the more I thought about it, this is like a 22, 23 year old stranger approaching a couple close to three times her age. She is from Mexico. We are clearly 
not, you know, as, as she said, I just had to, I just had to give some of these to these white people. <laughs> um, she's new to Nashville. We're locals. So imagine the courage that it takes for a woman in her situation to approach us and give us something that she's pretty sure we're going to be resistant to eating. <laughs> And, and that is, and, and that act of, but it, but it was something she loved so much, she wanted to spread that word to us. And so just imagine the courage that it takes to have that kind of generosity, to do something like that. I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest compliments that I've ever been given, um, is that somebody... You have the courage. <laughs> that somebody, well... That's where the tequila comes in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was she a patron, or was yeah, she? Yeah, she was okay, just so a. She, was yeah, she she okay. she's from she's from northern Mexico. She educated in Houston. Recent college graduate, just moved up here for a job. So works in like a, additional conversations with your she. Um, I mean a little bit. I mean, but she. I mean, she was very talkative. Right. You know, but but it was just really like I had to. I had to give these white people some grasshoppers. I mean, that's that, that's pretty much exactly what she said. They're, they're telling the same story in their Sunday school. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but it was it was such a wonderful moment based around the generosity of strangers, and I just absolutely loved that. Um, I mean, and it'd be good, like in some guacamole or something. You know, give a guacamole a little crunch. Um, so, uh, what what opportunities came your way, the, or did you did you notice this week as you're starting to give? Anybody? Anybody else have, have an a opportunity? I have a housekeeper whose last day was on Thursday, and I was in a hurry to pay. She was through cleaning. So I rushed around, got my cash, put it in an envelope. I wasn't able to sign it, but she knew who I was, and it was a thank you note. And I said, here, this is for you, and I had to go out the door. So I wasn't able to see her expression. And I, I hated that, but I know she appreciated She was in Zimbabwe. Yeah. She's waiting for her daughter to get her visa to come to the United States, and I've been tracking that. But I would have loved to have had a camera. Yeah. Um, who asked you for money this week? Anybody? We're new to this area uh -huh. in East Nashville, and every light there are people. Is this a Nashville thing, like with the signs and all that? I just I haven't seen the signs. We were in Atlanta, yeah. and I haven't seen people like with signs lights like this? Is this like a national thing? There, there are a couple of things going on within that. Um, one is there are efforts in the city to push the homeless to places that people can't see them. Um, and so part of that, I think, pushes them to intersections um, as, as places that they can get money. Nashville does have a or I think a reputation of being generous in this way, um, so it is. It can be a good place to 
get the money that you need to survive by doing that. Um, another part of that is there is a newspaper called The Contributor, and, um, and that's a really interesting business model um, because it's the, if you're, is anybody not familiar with The Contributor? Well, I, I, being from out of town, right, we used mm -hmm. to come up here a lot when we lived in Atlanta, um, and I love that. So 10 years ago when we first I'm like, oh, that's a cool model to employ people that might not be able to work a regular yeah. job, I think, right? Yep. I was like, so every time I came to Nashville, I did that. So now that we lived here, though, now we're busy, we're busy doing everything, unpacking all that, although I, I did buy one a couple weeks ago. Um, then, I, then the next week I couldn't because all I had was a twenty dollar bill, but they probably yeah. take change, right? I think they did. I, I, I think they probably would. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, it, it is a it is technically but, a business. Right, right. But I, I always give, give them all extra, so I yeah. love that model. Yeah. Because they're giving me something in return. Yep. It's not just a handout. Right? Yeah. So I have to rationalize that whole thing. Yeah. It, it, exactly. And 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 that's talked a little bit about introducing the class last week Which I yes is that what what I'm what I'm asking you to do for the course of this class is only for the course of this class it is it is not something that really works as a long-term giving strategy but it is a very good uh, habit forming and discipline strategy so what you're talking about in terms of giving every day, small amounts every day, or the Wayne Reed Center. Big picture, Wayne Reed Center 
makes a lot more sense and is a much better choice. Let me, yeah. argue, let okay. me argue the other side. Okay, <laughs> and, I, and, I'm getting, and, and y'all, are, y'all are leaving exactly where we're going for the class today, so go ahead. I used the expression, let me be the devil's advocate. And sure. Once, once someone that I worked with said, well, maybe you are the devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ease, though, in writing a check and handing it over doesn't necessarily connect me, doesn't necessarily yep. connect me to the reality, in other words, I've gotten to know one of the moms from there, and I've known her for 10 years now, and it's changed my life mm-hmm. in ways that writing a check right. to the Wayne Reed Center yep. doesn't. And I still write that check, and I'm still glad that that connected me to that mom. But, it, I, I, and I don't know how to make that always happen, yep. but I know that it's really good for me to be with her, and I've learned to understand things about poverty and the difficulty of managing on a very low income, and all of those pieces that are not nearly as simple as they look. So, I guess I don't feel comfortable giving to people on the street, and mm-hmm. I, do, I don't do that. I'll sure. be really honest, I've chosen not to do that. And that's. But I also know that it's important to have a real life contact with people that otherwise I, th- I think I think she keeps my heart tender yes she keeps me aware of that it, when it dawned on me that I take for granted getting in my car and having transportation mm-hmm. and she does not have transportation mm-hmm. and that changes everything when you can't get to even free resources that are available, it's a problem. Yep. Anyway, I said no. No, no. You and, and, and you're you are going exactly where we're. I'm not even going to have to go there. I'll get to you in a second. Yeah. One of the things that used to bug me when I was younger was uh, my mother would give me money, but there was always a string attached, and. I looked at the lesson where Jesus healed the ten lepers. He was omnipotent. I, in my heart, believed he knew that nine were not going to come back and thank him. That only one would. And that, yes, I do not know where they're going to go that night. But God didn't ask me to give and track it. He just said, and so, yes, I have those same thoughts, but when I hand it to them, I have given them the money. It's now their job to do with that gift. Just as the saying that God gives us gifts every single day, and it's up to us to choose what to do with that gift, he just said gift. And yes, there are times that I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do this, and then there are other times I'm like, yeah, I am today. And I have to go through that. But I can't give and put a string attached to it. God wants us to do it because He gives me gifts every single day, and there are no strings attached. And so that's the way I, I have looked at it. And and yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, <sighs> what one uh, <laughs> simple solution is uh, takes a little bit of pre-planning, but uh, you can take your your daily commitment, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, and buy a McDonald's card, a Wendy's card, 
on that little gas card, and um, that way your gift isn't open to yeah. anything but just something like food or the gasoline or something like that. Yeah. So, so where I want to what I want to talk about today is the whichever way we go with our decisions about this, there is there is a cost. There is a cost to saying yes, and there is a cost to saying no. And one of the biggest lessons that I got out of doing this for a whole year is um, changing from a default no to a default yes, and going from uh, convincing myself that this is that I should give this time to is there any good reason not to? Um, and that's a big change. But both of those mindsets have costs. So some of the costs of saying yes. Um, we won't have the money. We'll give it away. We don't have it. Um, maybe we had other plans for that money. Um, we may be struggling to meet our own needs. The year that I did this, I was freelancing, and, which I've done for most of my career, and there were, there were times with my checking account that I had to figure out, I don't have that $10 in my checking account. I got to figure out how to work around turning that $10 into $10 and an $18 overdraft fee. Um, and so we may be... You know, we may be struggling to meet our own needs. We may have already budgeted that money somewhere else. Um, we don't know how they will use the money. We and we want to we want to be aiding people. We don't want to be enabling people. Um, if they're strangers, we may not know them at all. They may be. If they're asking us for money, they may be lying to us flat out. We don't know. Um, we want to make the best use of our money. Um, we don't want to feel like we've been conned. I know good and well that I gave to a scam GoFundMe during that year because I gave that money and all of a sudden I'm getting stuff that's more than just the email lists that you get on. And it was really clearly that I had given that $10 that day to a fake account of what I was actually trying to give to. Um, and we're supposed to be good stewards of our money, and we're not sure that we're being that if we're giving to somebody and we don't know <laughs> what they're doing with it. And that's, that is a real issue, and it's a real challenge, and we will we'll talk more about um, good stewardship in another, we got a whole class on that. Um, but there are also costs to saying no. Um, the chief of which is, we're disobeying direct guidance from Jesus who tells, who, you know, multiple times in the Gospels, if somebody asks you for money, give it to them. And if they take it from you, don't ask for it back. And there's, you know, and there are not strings attached. Well, in fact, um, my, my, I kept reading. It's always interesting, you know, the, 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 the passages you know, and you keep reading. It's like, oh, there's more to this. One of the love your enemies, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but one of the, if, you, if you read a few verses in one of the love your enemies passages, it basically says, love your enemies and give them money. Go look, it's there. <laughs> I, I, um, I think it's Luke. 
I don't know. I mean, it's, it is, that's, that's boiled down a little bit over three verses. Um, but it's basically love your enemies and give them money. Um, I'll, 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 I'll let y'all dig around a little bit for a week. I'll, <laughs> it is. It is tough. It is tough. That's the that's not the passage that I'm thinking of, but but it, it, it. I'll give you the assist here. Okay. Um, let's see. But love your enemies. This is uh, Luke six thirty five. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Yes. Cliff notes, love your enemies, give them money. <laughs> finish, finish the sentence no, with Leo? Lend really without expecting to get anything back. Really? I can see giving them something. Luke 6.30 says, give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. That's right yep. after love I can enemies. see clothes or something like that. <laughs> money, or what they might want to spend it with. I have a problem. I, believe me, I understand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but there, says, yeah. if you love only those who love you, what credit is that? Yeah, I mean that's you 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 read you read all the you you read that all the way through and say it say it in our language. That's it's it, it 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 is it is both more and more practical than we have had because you know, we tend to make it abstract with love your enemies, but mm, love your enemies and give them money. That's a whole different ballgame. So anyway, there are costs to saying no. Um, Jesus says, they ask, give it to them. Um, but also saying no plays to the side of our miserliness and greed rather than to our generosity. Um, instead of training ourselves to become more generous, we begin to convince ourselves that we're already generous enough. Um, because, because we are. I mean, we, we do give, and often very liberally, to important places. But when somebody is asking you for money, it's a little bit different, especially because we get asked for money a lot. And one of the things that has really sunk into me over the years is that every time we say no to a request like that, the person asking sees a Christian turning them down, implying that they're not worth the interaction or the, or the slight bit of money that they're asking for. And you may ask, how much do you think it matters if they can't tell you're a Christian just by looking at you? And what does it say about us if they can't tell that just from looking at us? And it's e it is much easier to tell that you are living a life like Christ if your answer is yes than if your answer is no. Or at least to make that assumption. If somebody, if, if, if somebody is giving you money you don't deserve, that looks a lot more like Jesus to me than somebody 
who is saying, no, you can't have that. Um, and finding reasons to turn down other people's requests makes it more difficult for us to ask when we need something. Because we imagine other people responding like we know we have responded to other people. It's the consequences of the golden rule. We, we project onto other people how we know that we've behaved in those situations. And so learning to say yes more makes it easier to believe that when we need something, other people will say yes back to us. And also, we talked a little bit about this at the top of the class, one of the big consequences is you miss out on a lot of fun because those, those interactions, even, even with people that we may suspect will use the money that we've given for something that we don't think they should use the money from, you begin to form relationships and you get stories about people offering you grasshoppers. Um, and, and those things, when, when you do this, those things start happening, those little things. One of the things that this happened immediately for me this week, I had forgotten about this. Um, and and um, I, think, I, I think some of you have started to notice this already. When, when you are looking to give away money, and you are looking for people who might ask you for money, you start noticing all of those people at every corner. And when you are looking to not give them money, you don't see them at all. And now I know, I see Teresa. There's a woman named Teresa that uh, sells a contributor that we met uh, years ago. She's been doing it for a while. Um, when our daughters were selling Girl Scout cookies outside the Walgreens on Highway 70S. And she's a delight to talk to. And, and so, you know, we've talked and we've spoken for, you know. Um, but it's been a while since I've bought a contributor from her. And so I, like, driving out, I saw that she was working her shift, and I wheeled my truck in, and I think I kind of surprised her because I'm turning in off the road in this big old truck um, to give her some money. Um, but there was, there's Teresa... And there's a woman that I'd never noticed before that likes a um, place right outside a little Philly cheesesteak stand out there in Bellevue. And <clears throat> there's another contributor seller about two blocks away. And then there's another woman that I've never seen before that has started showing up on another corner. And three of those four, I couldn't tell you how long they've been there because I haven't been doing this in a while. But now I've been doing this for a week and I see them and they become people and they weren't people before to me. And, 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 there's, and there's more to that. A big part of this, and then, then I'll let you guys go because we're, we're at 1045. Um, you know, in Acts 2, it talks about how people shared and they had everything in common. And, and we tend to make an assumption and we've all gone there today that what's that the interaction that's happening there is that the rich people in the community are giving to the poor people in the community but that's not what acts 2 says says that they're 
all doing it, and that it's just it's it, it is it is much more interactive than we give it credit for being. It is much less transactional. It is much less top down, and much more just. You know, if, if one of us is eating, everybody's eating, and that's that's a way of making that passage real and practical in a community like this, where very few of us may really need anything, but there may be a point where it's kind of nice to have everybody contributing to the cash flow for a minute. Um, and that's one of the things that I want us to work toward in this, to, to, to do that, even if don't necessarily need it. One of the people I gave to is a musician friend of mine that's doing a Kickstarter for a documentary he wants to find. I don't know that he needs it, but it sure is fun to help my friend make a film. You know, it sure is fun to help you make your film. You know, and just, and it's, it's a lot more fun to do it than to look for reasons to say no. We do need to find a place to give today. Is Yeah, I had this, did you get my email that I sent you? Uh, I probably did, but I probably but I did not okay. see it. I've got a call if you know if, if no one else has one. Okay. Uh, Sloan Radford is a young lady that was in youth group with my kids, and she has gotten a master's in youth ministry, and uh, she's at MITS now. So she's spending a summer uh, half at MITS and half serving Somali refugees, also in Kenya. Okay. And she's raised sixteen hundred of the three thousand she needs. Uh, for you know, for her summer, you might translate mitts for some of Oh, main the streets where they serve uh, the needs of uh, street children. Okay, so we need to give to made in the streets, but specifically for her. Yeah, she what's has the best? Let me set up. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Sloan Radford. So I have I have created a Facebook group for this class. It is called simply GoFundYe. Um, if you look that up, you should be able to find it. Um, I've got, it's got a, the, the cover art is uh, one of the paintings on the stairwell there. Um, I think there's like two members because I created it about an hour and a half ago. Um, I, will, I will find that email and put that, um, and, and, and put a link to that in the group so you can see it there. Um, but spell, um, Spell her last name. Uh, Radford, R-A-D, F-O-R-D. F-O-R-D. Okay, so if you want to go to GoFundMe and look up Sloan Radford, you should be able to find it there as well. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you.